Great job, team. Head back to base for debriefing and cocktails. Welcome to a new episode of Debriefing Cocktails. Hey, Sergio. Well, hello. <laughs> got him, folks. We got him this week. Sergio, how are you, my friend? You the, you, 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 got me? You, I, I have been got? Eh, I mean, it, it's subjective, I suppose. All right. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. And yourself? Oh, I'm doing fine and or dandy. But not, but not <laughs> fine and or dandy. Okay, I, yeah. I, I get you. It could be either one. It could be both. Well, Sergio, we've made it back around to Mr. Connery this week in the James Bond podcast. Yes, we have. Which which one did we watch again? Uh, you Only Live Twice. Mm. I think I'm very interested to hear where you sit on this movie because i recall you saying you really 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 enjoyed it and i've also watched it <laughs> per per our agreement and i i'd rather start this on a good note <laughs> okay <laughs> on a, all right on a higher note how about that on a higher note I, i'll go in a little spoiler warning i don't dislike the movie i, I don't dislike it Okay. At, at all. all. Right. It's we'll get into that, but let's start on a higher note with you. All right. So 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 good, sir. Uh huh. I feel like the 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 first three bonds, uh, you know, Sean Connery, Roger Moore, and and George Lazenby. Of those movies, the ones that I've really really liked the most have been the most ridiculous. Hmm. Like the ones that have really ramped up how fucking dumb things are, but okay. they play it with a straight face the entire time. Okay. What what's case, your case what's your in point? Rock? The man yeah. with the golden gun. Okay. This movie was fucking ridiculous from the beginning to the end. Mm. And it's very easy to watch it as a comedy, like an unintentional comedy. Oh no. Oh, and this is, this is where we've gotten to with the series. <laughs> yes. And 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 the entire time I'm just fucking laughing because there's so much stuff that I don't necessarily I, I'm not surprised that they got away with it because it was 1960, whatever. I'm surprised that I'm sitting in 2021 and someone hasn't pointed out, hey, you only live twice is fucking racist. <laughs> Like I did not know this movie was was basically just two hours of real suspect fucking Asian stereotypes. Hmm. Okay. And I'm here for it. Not here for it because it's you know suspect, but I'm here for it because it is a quite a fucking snapshot of how we used to look at Asian people as a whole. Yeah, or, or represent them in film. Yeah, yeah. 
It, so, it's mind blowing. This movie's fucking mind blowing. <laughs> so there's one specific scene of dialogue that I that I know is I I don't know well I won't I don't know if it's strictly racist or not because I don't know enough about Japanese culture if it's actually a true statement or not. But there's at least one line where I'm kind of like, okay, I can see that maybe maybe you don't play that now. Which is the line where they where he talks about in my country men men come first that whole bit. Mm-hmm. I can see that not being uh not being kosher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like with the uh the the recent Asian hate that has been uh, perpetrated in the United States, a lot of uh there's been a lot of advocacy for you know the Asian people of America. And a lot of things have been pointed out that I didn't even know was worth was a thing. One of them is the over sexualization of the female Asian, you know, people. Like, like apparently, and I didn't, I didn't know this, but but apparently, that's kind of the stereotype is that all Asian women are geishas. And and that's their whores, right? And that the whore. Yeah, yeah, basically. Okay. And it's very damaging to them, you know, in modern day. And I imagine in 1960, 60, whatever, whenever the fuck this movie came out, 67, it was way worse. Because if what is being portrayed on the screen in this movie is is a nugget of what it was like then, holy shit. Mm-mm. Like he yeah. basically has an army of concubines. Yeah, and he's the good guy. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Uh, and see, this is where I'm curious as to whether why I made the comment about Japanese history. I don't know. So this is all coming from a place of ignorance and just asking questions, and I haven't Googled anything. Yeah, was that their history? At some point, was it even recent to this time of the movie, like in the early 1900s that or and before that? That was kind of the structure that men were very pampered by women in in certain uh, groups. Was that normal? I don't know. That's a fair question. That's not to say that it was right or what it should have been or anything like that. But if that was what was happening at the time, then I have a hard time saying that this is as much a stereotype as it is just maybe you don't want to show that. Maybe you don't want that to be the representation of Japanese people. Yeah, yeah. And and I can see how this this movie and others like it. You know, through through the years, have, have like has only reinforced these ideas of Asian women. Mm-hmm. You know, pro- and it's probably unintentional. You know, let, let's let's just take it at face value and say that everything in this movie is period appropriate. Okay. Like it, it hasn't aged well. You know, if it, if, yeah. if you're if you're watching yeah. this movie in 1985 or 95 or 2005 and you're taking your cues about Asian women from this movie, this movie is, you know, wrecking fucking men <laughs> for decades. Right. Yeah, that that part's very true. It has not aged well, even if it were completely accurate at the time and or acceptable or even a grain of salt. True. It isn't now or it's at least not the proper representation. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that is like, true. Th- like this movie's, 
I'm going to stop short of saying it's great. Like even taking all this into consideration, I'm going to stop short of saying it's great because it still has a lot of the, uh, the, 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 the tropey fucking let's put James Bond into a situation in another country and he has to adapt to their, their things. And he basically does yellow face. And he doesn't even – you say that, and I know you're maybe just kind of phrasing it that way. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying – he doesn't paint his face or anything. Oh, but they oh, literally said yeah. we have to make you a Japanese. <laughs> make you a Japanese, yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not even meaning that when I say this. I'm meaning he doesn't even adapt to Japanese culture in any or, – or the, or the environment or the society. He's just in Japan. He's not – Did you see them change his hair? I mean, I mean, I guess that to be fair, that is him adapting, so to speak. Yeah. And 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 most of his adaptations were him just being quiet. And even like, that, though, even the the facial change and everything, the makeup and all, that that's actually one of the parts of the movie I think is a bunch of garbage. It means <laughs> nothing. It has. It means nothing to the story they set it up as if it does or as if it will matter but it does not matter no it was it was offensive for the sake of being offensive i guess or they wrote it in and just thought he needed it like he needed to be like you have to wear if you're an undercover guy kind of thing you have to wear a fucking baseball cap (laughs) you know you just have to do that to fit into the crowd where you are but yeah. then as soon as you're where you need to be, you can take it off. Right. I guess. Cause cause that is kind of how, how it plays out if you didn't notice, where he's in he's got the, the Japanese makeover, goes into the water, and eventually gets in to the volcano layer. Mm-hmm. And the next time we see him and he removes the helmet, he's normal. Like his hair's normal. Well, that's because he had they had to go swimming to get to the volcano layer. But did he? But you never see him take the things off. Like what? He was still in Japanese face when they were on the mountain, and they climbed down to the crater. I don't think he was. Might have to. One of us might have to check that while the other one talks in the voodoo. Yeah, I have, I'm not doing that. So, um, it, it doesn't way, matter. It, 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 yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like his 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 Japanese face just kind of disappeared. Yeah, and it just, so my point of that is it didn't mean anything. It's yeah. not like he needed that disguise to get past anyone. No, yeah. It's so, so fucking dumb. Oh, man. Like, if, if if there was a Asian stereotype bingo card, <laughs> this fucking movie would get bingo by the third act easy. Like, in the first act, you, you have, uh, like, army of concubines. In the second act, or I think still in the first act, there's what? Sumo wrestling. Yeah, there, yeah like, in the first act, yeah. In it, but by the by the last act, you have an army of ninjas, uh, like attacking an of an underground volcano lair. Yeah, that that one I'll de- I'd get definitely give you for the Japanese bingo. Now the sumo wrestling, I don't know enough about sumo wrestling in the country of Japan at the time or even at any point. But in theory, if that's their fucking baseball, then there's nothing wrong with that scene to me. No, I'm not. I'm not saying any anything is necessarily wrong with a sumo wrestling scene. It just doesn't. Like, oh, so you don't necessarily mean offensive Japanese bingo. You just mean Japanese things bingo. Yeah. Like okay. If, okay. If, 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 if like you're licking your th- finger and checking boxes. Uh huh. Like. Yeah. I. The only I, thing is. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Like like 
sumo. You you have the, the like the the big castle behind the ninja people. Like uh-huh. it's it's so fucking the kimonos, the katana, the, the shurikens, shurikens, paper walls. Yeah, I think the only thing missing, which is a little surprising, is is there's no like uh, Japanese accent mockery. That is time. very surprising. You're right. You're right. I don't think any, you know, outside of the actors doing doing their own American accents, it's not like Bond or a villain ever does like, oh, me a Japanese. Hello, Japanese man. Huta, huta, huta. Right, you know, like, right. Uh, like the guy in Tomorrow Never Dies, right? The bad guy. When um, not Lucy Liu, Asian lady that I can't think of her name, <laughs> was doing karate at him toward the end of the movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, he he just makes fun of. Him. He's like, hitcha, hitcha, hoot, 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 hoot. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're gonna be that asshole. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I I I feel like d- at the time, I'm sure the creators of the movie felt like they were doing all of these things lovingly. I would like to think so. You know, they were trying to represent Japanese culture and atmosphere and things. Right, right. And I'd like to as as successful as that may or may not be. That's not even the interesting thing about this movie. It it seems unnecessary to go so fucking hard for Japan in this movie. Say that again. It seems so unnecessary to go so hard for Japan. Mm, How do you mean? Like the interesting part of this movie is Spectre. Oh, okay. You know, the underground uh, volcano lair, the, the the stealing of of uh, space shuttle. Space yeah, like shuttles why is this in, in, in Japan? Yeah, and and yeah. pitting Russia versus America. Like it literally could have taken place in any country other than Russia and America. I I guess I, I don't know. I wonder if they wanted to pick a third. They wanted a third country because they've been to America. They've been to Russia. Well, I don't know actually if they've been to. Yeah, they, they've been to Russia, I think, and from Russia with love, if I'm not. Yeah, that makes sense. In Russia? You know, it makes sense because the word Russia is in the title. Let's not do that. <laughs> I can't remember if they actually went to Russia in that movie. I know. Uh, it's it, But <sighs> yeah, either way, yeah, they don't. It being in Japan isn't anything unique. Like there's a volcano in Japan. OK, there are volcanoes and other in in America. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know about volcanoes. There's mountains all over the place. But we need a volcano, though. Like, well, there's we a volcano. Like, there's volcanoes in North America. We have to have a volcano for the layer. We don't <laughs> want to hollow actually this a thing volcano, out. though. Huh? It wasn't actually a volcano. Well, you mean that at the end, wasn't that a volcano? It was fucking lava. I don't remember that. <laughs> you might want. I mean, look, maybe I'm wrong. Somebody can correct me somewhere, or, or you can come back and tell me later. You, I was wrong, but oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. No, the bomb triggers sure a volcano. volcano explosion. Yeah. It, well, the thing is, is it's not a volcano until it erupts. Well, right, but a volcano is hollowed out, isn't it? Or enough of it? That's just a mountain. Like all mountains used to be volcanoes at one point. But they're not all hollow, are they? Like they're they're harder no. to hollow out and make a layer out of i'd assume I, look i don't know anything about geography okay i don't so I'm, I'm talking out my ass i don't know all i know is you can carve <laughs> a hole into a goddamn mountain anywhere in the world 
Yeah, but we're trying to be cost. We're trying to save a buck here, buddy. We don't. We don't want to hollow this bitch out if we don't have to. Okay. <laughs> Find like, me a natural hollowed yeah. out mountain. Uh, the bad like <laughs> Blofeld was not even Japanese. No, no, he wasn't. They, and, I, I do think you are right. I think they just wanted to go to Japan. Yeah, and 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 that's what these movies kind of turned into is. Where is James Bond going to go fuck up people next time? And this time it was Japan's turn. Yeah, I, I suppose it was. Uh, Poor little Japan. Yeah, like so many just absolutely ridiculous things in this movie. Like even the Q scene was fucking stupid and wonderful. Uh, he oh, he okay. shows up for two minutes, bitches real hard, and then builds a helicopter out of nothing. <laughs> I dude actually you know I thought that was pretty cool. Oh it was it yes, it's absolutely cool. I, I think little Nelly and that that scene it, it's in an old movie, so it just it's kind of a thing about it, but that's cool. That that was actually a pretty cool action scene. This little dumbass helicopter that he has has all these armaments on it and he just beats ass. Mm-hmm. For the next ten minutes to the Bond theme or whatever, however long it was. Yeah, yeah. The rare action sequence with Bond themed, with a, with with music behind it. <laughs> like, did they they really really wanted to spend their helicopter budget on this movie, dude? <laughs> did you see that long ass helicopter shot with uh, James Bond running across the rooftop? Hmm. No, I can't. I don't recall that. Like it was like a long, almost minute long shot of him running away from an army of of, of ninjas. I think it was, or just it was an army of ninjas. It was just it was when he was on the rooftop. It was before he he jumped off of the roof onto the oh, yeah, boxes. He, yeah, he was at the shipyard. Yeah, the shipyard. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like okay. a literally a one in, a one minute long he, protracted helicopter shot of him running. And he's just like his little ant on the screen running away from people. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. You're just talking about the, the camera positioning or whatever, calling that a helicopter shot. Yeah, because it was literally okay. a helicopter shot. No, no. That, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. That recontextualizes the thing you said before, I guess, then. Yeah. Because I just didn't – I took it as literally you're saying a helicopter in the film oh, was no, chasing no, 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 no. him. And I was no, like, this, this I is, this is a camera anymore. strapped to a helicopter. Yeah, okay. And uh, like <laughs> when I was watching this movie, I was like, holy shit, this is a long ass helicopter shot. How long is this shot? Oh, it's still going. Oh my god. Like <laughs> I was hype as fuck when that helicopter shot happened. Because I don't think they had done one like this prior like in, in any of these Sean Connery movies did they put this much production effort into one shot. Hmm. I don't know. It was fantastic. That might be a good question. Yeah, I I liked it. Funny as I feel like I remember it being a little bit. Like, how does he just get away from? Oh, yeah. And I remember that 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 whole kind of scene was that was such a funny little scene to me. And I can't even properly articulate it. It's just like these thugs are yep. get, trying to catch him. These grease monkey shipyard working men class fellows just uh-huh. coming up at, 
Like, I'm waiting for a guy to swing a chain around and another guy just to take a crowbar, smacking it across his other hand. It's like, all right, buddy, you're coming with us, Mr. <laughs> Bond. Just... <laughs> uh, I don't know. Man, that, that was such a funny-looking scene to me in, in some way, just how yeah. they're dressed, how he's dressed. I don't know. Yeah, man. Like, they, they really set the tone when they opened the movie by killing James Bond. And then then having a burial at sea and then have and then there's a whole scene where he is his sarcophagus is re- reclaimed by a British submarine that happens to have money penny and M in it. Yeah, like what the fuck like. They have really just gone out of the way to try to outdo the ridiculousness of everything before it. I'll have to say, like, him getting killed at the beginning, I I guess I can appreciate it and say it's different, and it's like, oh, no, what's going to happen kind of thing. But he's not dead. Yeah. It's like they only did it to make the name make sense. Right. Or something like that. I I don't understand. And and honestly, that's kind of the part that busts some of the logic of the movie for me. So he gets killed to reduce the eyes on him. Yeah. An hour and 40 minutes later, hour 30 mm-hmm. minutes later, then he gets a disguise. <laughs> that well, would make so much more sense off the bat. Like. Well, like, but he Say, got the disguise for a different reason, though. I, I, sure, and I can, I get it was for, di- and you say that I don't even know what his reason was, honestly. I really to, to, to blend in with the working folk of Japan. Why? Because he was supposed, to, like, that was his. He would stand out as a white dude in the working trenches of of, of Japan. He's like a six foot dude in Japan. They have tall people. I'm not saying they don't, but they don't have enough where you don't stand out. Well, if you (laughs) even if you're Japanese, you stand out if you're six feet tall. Yeah, but if you have that straight Japanese hair, you blend in. Uh, I'm just saying the the reason he was killed in the beginning and the reason he got the 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 disguise are two different motives. and, And okay, look, that's fair. That's fine. Him coming back, though, as James Bond's face after they just killed him so they can reduce some suspicion. Mm -hmm. And then he goes and sees somebody that he thinks is suspect into what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And he just says, my name is Mr. Fisher. I still think Japanese disguise would have been better. Like, why are you just going around looking like James Bond, acting like James Bond, carrying around James Bond's gun? Which clearly gets identified by at least one character later. Granted, it's the villain, but still, he's just making no efforts to take advantage of, hey, all of my enemies think I'm dead. Let me go start doing some shit. But let me do it as me. (laughs) It just seems dumb. Can we talk about the gun for a moment? Can we talk about the gun? The gun? What, What gun? The the one that they use to uh, identify him as, as oh, James Bond. 
Okay. Yeah. What, what about it? Like, what do we know about that gun? Like, is that a like a gun that is specific to British agents? It's specific to him, I believe. Now, I won't say that. What's it called? Fact. The Walther PPK. I don't know if it is specific to Bond or if all agents have it and his he's just the famous one, so that's how they know it. But that's how, at the very least, that's how Ernst Blofeld puts it in this movie, is that James Bond, this is James Bond's gun because it's a Walther PPK. That doesn't, but that's not how that works. Yeah. <laughs> that's, because like, other people can this, have like, a gun. Like, that's actually a gun. Like, that's a real gun. Mm-hmm. I just looked it up. Right. Which so means what? that yeah. they've been mass produced. That'd be like saying, oh, it's got to be James Bond. He's driving a Chevy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he's driving an Aston Martin. It must have been Bond. There are no other Walther PPKs on the planet. It must be him. No. You know, I feel like we've had other conversations in this vein, and I get rebuffed when this comes up. Like, I say the alt- alternative where they some character does something in the movie, and they're like, aha! It must be this other character who is clearly my nemesis in the movie. It could be no one else. Like, I don't know, man. They sell those at Walmart. <laughs> it didn't, are you sure it can't be anyone else? No one else. Yeah. I, to be fair to you, though, Spectre's a huge organization. I'm sure they have more enemies than just MI6. True. Just fair. But this isn't just some also, random bad guy. Also, Spectre's a huge organization. I'm sure someone snapped a picture of fucking James Bond at some point. They could have just been like, oh, he looks exactly like James Bond. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm didn't even yeah. cover up his British accent. No, which further goes into why the fuck did he look Japanese for that period of time? As soon as he opened his mouth, he's not Japanese anymore. Yeah. I don't even think he looked Japanese in the first place. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He just was wearing a dumb wig. Yeah, he's just wearing a dumb wig, and his eyes look a little different, but he still doesn't look like an Asian fellow. So, oh man, that's the whole so, discuss is just dumb. Even even if it has a motive for it, it's so dumb. It is so dumb. It's it's not good enough at all. Let's let's talk about Blofeld. I think he looks good. I think that actor's tone or cadence, maybe his cadence is fine. Like the way he speaks sounds okay. Yeah. But he sounds like a bitch. (laughs) He does not sound like the number one. He just happens to be the guy by the switches. Yeah. I, I absolutely loved it. I loved it. I loved every second he was on screen, man. And I do, too, for what it's worth. I say all these things, and I don't care. I like Blofeld. But he does sound like a bitch. Like, even the scenes where you just see his hand petting the cat. Oh, God. I you fucking love it a, so much. You could make, much. like, a 30 or 45-second gif of him just petting the cat using everything from, like, he strokes the shit out of that cat, dude. Oh, yeah. There's so much footage of him 
stroking the cat in different ways. And 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 then like the, there's even a scene where like something bad happens and they cut to him and he's not sitting in his chair and he's still holding that fucking cat. That yeah. cat's holding on for dear life. <laughs> you know, to your to your comment about he only, of course, only James Bond has the Walter PPK and he makes that claim. And, and we're just supposed to accept that no one else could be this. The part, something in the, like that I didn't care for was the uh, astronaut scene. Okay. Where Blofeld just picks him out because he set his box down a certain way. That's no. what Blofeld says. Like, no real astronaut would set their box in that in there first. Like, oh, okay, dude. All right, man, whatever. Well, it called uh, the Walter PPK earlier anyway, so fuck it. I'm here. <laughs> See, that's a bit more believable to me because if if you know the protocols for astronauts and you know the protocol is not to place your box down like this or make sure it's strapped in properly here, that one's more believable than a mass-produced gun is what set it off. And I And I don't disagree. That's fair. It still comes it still seems to me that that guy could have whoever you know fake astronaut bond he could just be setting it down he could be putting it in a position he could there's any number of reasons he's placing it down for 10 seconds it's not like he was in the in the ship and then and positioned everything incorrectly if i recall like like there's there's margin of error and what yeah. the fuck is number 1 even doing there like I'm gonna watch this screen today. <laughs> well, I'm watching them get in. His uh, this is kind of the. It is. It's the. the it's like the, the big thing. climax of his plan. Like if this goes wrong. I know you're. You're right. You're right. That's kind of fair. If anything, uh, really, I blame Bond for not putting one of the real astronauts in it. <laughs> like what surely, was, like what was Bond trying to do? I'm Go sure he was trying to stop. Yeah, he's trying to get in outer space to be able to stop everything. I would assume. I don't know that that's the best plan. You just if you stop the launch, you stop the thing, right? Yeah, I mean, he probably thought he wouldn't be able to stop the launch, though. Who knows? Who knows? Like he he wasn't gonna get in that room, other than the way he got in that room. Yeah. Probably. Um. To be fair, Wikipedia describes it as. Blofeld spots Bond mishandling his equipment. Right. And I, so, I don't. I, I get it. I, I get it. I like I'm I'm on board. I do kind of get it. But that that's a that is an oversimplification of what it is. <laughs> right. You, you can write a lot of synopsis of things or summarization of something like boy meets girl, girl meets boy. They fall in love. They break up. They get back together. And that describes a thousand movies. Yep. Right. And some of those movies are shit and some of them are not shit and some <laughs> of them are OK. So, yes, Blofeld spotted him mishandling his his equipment for all that. For all I know, that means he had his badge on backwards and Blofeld spotted it. Aha. That's a Russian badge. He's supposed to be American. <laughs> I know that's not mishandling equipment. I'm just uh, yeah, saying yeah. it's such a min minute thing. Anyway, it's fine. It's fucking fine. I was along for the ride. 
when he put the Asian face on and all this other bullshit, I'm here. Dude, 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 dude. The under <laughs> the 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 underground lair had a monorail. <laughs> it, it, it had a fucking monorail, man. It was pretty cool. Uh, I wish I could make a good callback to the fucking monorail guy from The Simpsons, but I don't know his name. Like, there's such a whimsy to the bad guy in this movie. Yeah. That yeah, so many of these other movies don't have. Yeah, I mean, this this is the movie that is the template for a lot of Bond parody. Oh, absolutely. Like, that is Dr. Evil. That's Dr. Evil. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the... And I want sharks with freaking lasers on their heads. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, a, there's a piranha out. pool. Yeah, piranha pool, dropping people into it. You know, it's all a, a volcano layer. Like, it's all, so many of the pieces are right there. Yeah. For, for the parody of this series. Oh, I love it so much, man. I, it's, I, it's not bad. I, I wish these other movies had this level of, like, just campy charm. <laughs> And and I think it, what what helps make the campy charm work is I feel like they put more effort into the action sequences in this movie. Maybe because because they're significantly better than what Sean Connery's done th- like before. I'll take your word for that. I'm not as uh, I don't have as much affinity for the action sequences on on the whole. Well. Well, yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm I'm usually not the person who complains about action sequences, especially in super old movies, mm-hmm. but these were noticeably better. Okay. Well, I uh, believe you, and I'm glad yeah. you enjoyed them. Uh, what, one other thing that kind of stood out to me as being sort of weird that they made it happen this way, and I don't remember there being a reason, was uh, I think her name was Aki. That's the mm-hmm. first girl he meets. Yeah. Well, not the one, the very first girl, not the one that gets him killed. The later one at the sumo wrestling match. They end up trying to poison Bond, and he rolls over, and then they end up poisoning her. Mm-hmm. And then she's just dead. Right. But why? Why is she dead? I mean, I understand she's dead from poison, but why did they kill her character? Like, what purpose did that serve for her to die? Um, they just changed her out with another Asian lady that, if I'm not mistaken, legitimately kind of looks like her. No, she doesn't. Okay. So, um, yeah, I just don't recall that there's, there's a good reason. Well, like the reason was so, cause like she was replaced with the girl who would become his quote unquote wife. Right, but that was already agreed upon before she was killed. Yeah, then like once once she is replaced by this other woman, she's expendable in the story. And and that's true, but you could just not show her ass again. Why when you could kill her? Why do you need to kill her? Bond's not out for revenge. What? It's a fucking movie. Like I... there has to be collateral damage. There has to be action sequences where he nearly escapes death but uh uh-oh the lady is dead now like why not i i mean i guess why not sure i guess i just don't like that answer (laughs) it's like well we can so we should all right jurassic park 
<laughs> ha! I've been watching Jurassic Park, folks, yeah. and and it's a it's a hell of a thing. And and like, it does add a a bit of personal connection because he did dig that chick. And and you're right, but there at no point after is he like, ah, Blofeld, I will kill you for my friend Aki. Of course not, because she was replaced by the wife girl who's more attractive and. Even though they said she would look like a pig. I, I think that was just Tanaka fucking with him. D- do you? Because he didn't have like a wink in his. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess it has to be because she wasn't ugly at all. Yeah. I mean, it's got I mean, I, I see what you're saying that you would think that Tanaka would give him a wink like, ah, I got you. I got <laughs> you. <British> motherfucker. <laughs> and he doesn't. I don't recall either. No, he didn't. But. Also, don't think the character's stupid. <laughs> Nor do I think he has extremely unique taste in women. Yeah, like, uh, like no, James Bond I, can only see as far as the next chick he's gonna bang. So like, once the one that he was banging is dead, and there's another one on the horizon, th- he has no remorse. He's not. He's not sad. Well, right, and that's cool, but that that plays against what you – I feel like that plays against what you said just a minute ago. Like it doesn't add any personal stakes then if he doesn't give a shit. Well, at the at that moment, there was and, personal and not, stakes. I, I don't want that to come off like, aha, I got you, bitch, at you. <laughs> just, like, just to say it can't be both. Like he can't be merciless assassin and not give a shit about her, and then we're – I guess what? We're supposed to care? Oh, no, this character we've watched during the movie has died, but it doesn't – who cares? There's there's like a five minute period there where there's legit sadness. I don't. I'll have to go back and watch it. I guess. No, 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 no. Not not actually in the movie. Like conceptually. Oh, uh, like for the audience. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And potentially I, for James Bond. You know. I, I don't get that from it, but I see I see your point, and I can see someone could. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can go with that. Uh, All right. I, I get what you're saying, but I, I'm still just going to fall back on the why not. I, and and I just disagree with I, I disagree with why not. There needs to be a reason. You do it for a reason. At that point, you just remove them. But yes, that's yeah. fair. Why not? You why can. Not? Why not? We're 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 banging Asian people through this whole movie. Why not just get literally get rid of one? Yeah. Yeah. In the script. Uh, so I, I, I found it very, very funny that they went out of their way to teach James Bond how to be a ninja. I don't. And they, they, they went out of their way to, to, uh, say that ninjas fight in the shadows, you know, they're secret and blah, 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 blah. And then the entire ninja army shows up and they're literally not a secret. Nope. They are not a secret. Not to mention, like, him, the only ninjing he did is when he had suction cups on his knees. <laughs> like, that what was another, That was another moment in the movie. I was like, this fucking movie, man. This fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that was all so worthless. Why? Like, it's kind of cool conceptually. All right, teams, teach James Bond your, your ancient japanese ways man like you see motherfuckers over there popping ice blocks with their skulls smashing you know wood planks 
doing all the stuff, right? All right, I'm I'm kind of all right. I want to see James Bond do some of this. I want, I'm kind of down with that. Nothing means nothing. Like it, it's all just to pad the time or some shit or showcase. Maybe it's to showcase some Japanese martial arts of old. I don't know. I, like I get it, I get it, but it just adds to it adds to the stupid fucking nature of this movie. It's like, oh, James Bond is in Japan. We have to teach him how to be a ninja. Yeah, and we have to show Japanese. I, yeah, a, a lot of that's kind of silly to me. Oh yeah, like, yeah. They like Jap, J, Japanese, Japan just being the backdrop for it is kind of fine right there, and have the culture around him. I don't know why you got to showcase it, but you can just let him be there for some particular reason. This is a James Bond movie. He can't ju- it can't just be the backdrop. Like he has to immerse himself into the culture of where he goes. That's kind of his thing at this point. I suppose so. And for the most part, for typically it is to the detriment of the film. Most of the movies where he gets all into the the culture of wherever he's spying in, those scenes are pointless, can be completely cut out of the movie without losing any quality. But in this one, for some reason, it works because it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. What do you think of the X-ray desk? It is fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I thought that might bring a, draw a little more of your ire in some way, uh, at least in, even in a positive way. Like the X-ray desk, where like where they could see that he had a gun. Yeah. 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 yeah like that's that's not even that far from from fiction. No, of course, sure, it's not maybe that far from fiction. It's just who the fuck has that in their goddamn office? That's true. That, yeah. Like, well, how many yeah. interactions is that dude in where it's like, you know what I need? <laughs> you know what I don't want to happen to me? A dude to come in this room with a gun and me not know it. Because my, my security guards are apparently shitty at their job. I'm going to get an x-ray installed on my desk. Look, look. I applaud them for showing enough restraint to not using to, to not to not use that x-ray desk to look at panties. <laughs> because any other James Bond movie, there would be panties on that x-ray desk. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. Like he would probably have banged number 11 on that desk mm-hmm. or, or in front of the desk in some way. And it just shows her panties. Yep. Yep. Something like that. Uh, when you talk about that technology is not that far. Now, the technology I will call out that is that far is that that is a important part of the plot, if I recall, when they're on the on Tanaka's train mm-hmm. and they are looking at that boat that's uh, the picture that somebody took. Yeah. And they zoom into a fucking micro dot mm-hmm. on the screen and super enlarge it. And that text is perfectly legible <laughs> in 1960-something. So, okay. So, <laughs> I'm not going to say that it's accurate, obviously. <laughs> but it is obviously an analog picture. Mm-hmm. So it's more accurate than if it was a digital picture. I mean, maybe that's true. I don't know enough about that. 
Like, I just don't think you have that technology. You, I don't think you can do that in 1965, even as analog. No, you're right. You like it's it's still fiction, but it's <laughs> not as egregious as enhance, enhance. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> like that enhance sure. shit is just fiction, straight up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shit, might as well be quicksand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Any, any in problem? short, yeah. in short, I fucking love this movie. I loved it way more than I thought I would. After the opening sequence, I was like, okay, this is going to be stupid and shitty. And by the end of it, I was cackling and fucking almost cheering. I was like, this is the, this is the James Bond movie. I wish all of these other stupid ass old movies were. Okay. And I, I feel like you don't feel the same way. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine. It's entertaining. I think it's ridiculous. It's it's fine. There's stuff in here to like and I can see that, but I don't care. It's it's not it's not that crazy and I'm I'm already finding out slowly and maybe at full speed now that I just am not a big fan of these types of movies in general and binging them is is not entertaining to me <laughs> we're what 18 movies into this adventure oh i'm finishing it and 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 finally you're like you know what i may not like james bond movies you, you know i like the character i like characteristics of him but that do i want to watch another movie nah not really <laughs> like there are ones i would like casino royale is pretty good the whole way I don't really have any complaints. There's Skyfall's kind of the same. Goldeneye's kind of the same to me. I could watch mo- almost all of Scott Goldeneye and be fine with it. There's not really <laughs> many parts in that movie that, that bug me. I think the middle of Goldeneye kind of drags for me at this point. Yeah. No. No, I take the back. The end drags for me at this point. Like once they get to the satellite. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just kind of like, oh, we well, get it, guys. Can we go on? Let's get to the end. So, so I guess it's official. We started doing, we started this adventure in July of last year, Mm -hmm. or I would say June of last year is when we started recording them. It took 13 months for me to break you. (laughs) Hey man, I still got a view to a kill to look forward to. That's true. That's true. That's the one glowing bright spot left I have off the top of my head. So, uh, let's see. What are we talking about? What's, what's, what's our next topic here what, what what do we usually talk about right music okay music um i, think I had a re- i had a revelation mm-hmm. while watching the beginning of this movie yep. so it's in the 60s yep and all of these songs in these like from this these movies from the 60s are all like big band like sinatra like like loungy snap your fucking fingers while you sing it mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. shit tracks mm-hmm. and it does like that just doesn't align with the music that was becoming popular in the 60s mm-hmm. music that was becoming popular in the 60s was fucking rock and roll like okay that was, that was the cool stuff All but right. when i think about who these movies there were who they were selling these movies to they were selling these movies to adult men, you know, right. 18 to 35 adult men who the, the 
probably everyone from 18 to 35, they didn't want to be associated with hippies. And hippies were associated with rock and roll. So it makes sense for these James Bond movies to have much more traditional music that dates back to before rock and roll. Because that is the audience that you're playing to. You start including fucking, you know, psychedelic tracks and suddenly your 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 movie has hippie music in it and you lose a portion of your audience conceptually. Hmm. I, I think I'm just not a, a audio fi- music file, audio file. Which one is it? It's it would be music file, I think, because audio file is the actual. That's sound. the sound. Yeah, uh-huh. I'd sooner be an audio file if I yeah. were one of any. I'm not I don't know if I'm a music file enough to know, to follow you. Yeah, it, it, it's it's just culturally speaking, it doesn't make sense because the song in as the theme song. No, 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 no. Like. This movie series shifting into actually using popular music. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. I, I guess I'm yeah, mis- culturally okay. doesn't make sense for it to happen. Okay. Be- like because, it, like nowadays when you say hippie, it's kind of a joke. It's like, oh, look at look, he wears tie dye shirts and smokes weed. He's a hippie. Yeah. In the '60s, it was like that is a dirty fucking human being that should be thrown <laughs> in jail. Like a freeloading yeah. garbage human is what a hippie was. Or at least what it was seen by a large portion of, of, you know, the audience that will be watching this movie. So the last thing you want to do is tie your your prestigious fucking James Bond franchise to the to to the hippie movement in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, this Nancy, Nancy Sinatra song is ultimately forgettable and not good at all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of think so. That, think the same. I think. I think it's okay, but I think forgettable is a good is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think a little bit longer on it and see if if I agree with you or not. Yeah, it's, maybe so. Yeah, like it, it's another one of those songs that, that like it suffers from being this mid tempo just meh song in an action movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not like this song kicked on and I was like, fuck, yeah, let's watch a movie. It was like, oh, so now it's time to go get popcorn because there's no need for me to be in here. Uh huh. Do you do you think this movie's kind of like no one does it better that that song? Which movie was it? Was that in? Oh, I think. For the spy who loved me. Yeah. Kind of like that. So, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I can kind of see that. I I do understand that either way. Like it's not a grand song to me either. I I think I like it a little more than you, but it's 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 not top five. No. It and it's not a banger. So you know I yeah. I could I could do with that. It's not top ten. So yeah 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 it's, it's uh and 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 to speak more on the music again. They used a lot of the theme song like they always do, uh, and they still had not graduated out of the silent action scene. Oh, I'm glad you said that. That reminded yeah. me of me, what something I wanted to say earlier. Yes, yes, they haven't. Yeah. What, what, what were you going to say? Just kind of that, just kind of go into that for just a second during the analysis part where when he's fighting the guy in the corporate office. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's just that silent action scene where you just hear their footsteps. 
footsteps and fake punch sounds. Yeah. Uh huh. And it is just, it's remarkable to me. It's like, how did you guys get away with doing this shit for so long? And you just never thought, put music here. Right? (laughs) It's so weird. It's so weird. Like, does this, does this dead silence during the fights not just kill you? Like, like, is this supposed to be dramatic because it's silent? And, and you know what? That's exactly what I was starting to think, too. Maybe it's a tension thing. Maybe. Maybe back then that's how it was looked at. Maybe. The silence creates this uneasy tension for the audience, just like when you do the Dutch angles, it's supposed to make you feel imbalanced. Of yeah. Something like that, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, well, we don't need any music here. We don't want to distract from the action. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I will appreciate the the fact of how they do some of the actions and action scenes in these movies in, at this time. It's not just a 15 cuts. No, right, right. Or 37 right. cuts for a one minute fight scene. Yeah, yeah. This this these were like long shots and they were and they had to be choreographed. Yeah. So, you know what? Frankly, I could appreciate that. I think I'd almost take that. I, I want to see Captain America, the Winter Soldier, long shot combat scenes with no sound. <laughs> that, and that's no what you, you'll, you'll trade off. It's like yeah. t- you, I will let you take the sound away, but you also have to take all these fucking cuts. Yes, you can take the sound away, too. OK. I might do that because I cannot stand these cuts. Yeah, it does make a lot of action sequence sequences hard to watch. I'll give you that. Last uh, last thing, since we're talking about these action sequences, before we move on to kills and such, uh, that last one of the action sequences toward the end where he shoots the rocket cigarette at the guy, yeah, yeah. And he goes over and he flips the switch, and then he's attacked by multiple guards, mm-hmm. and he just judo throws like seven of them. <laughs> One comes at him, judo throw. Another one comes at him, judo throw. Another one comes at him, arm judo throw. Another one comes at him, arm judo throw. Like, what the? How lazy are you guys being about this right now? Stop. Wasn't that after he got his ninja training? I mean, yeah. So he clearly did learn something. Uh, Moving on to kills. (laughs) Uh, I feel bad. I didn't count. Like I, I counted ten kills and then got so distracted by how good this movie was, <laughs> forgot to keep counting. Okay. But, I know it's a. I know it's more than ten. Uh, let me see what it actually is. Uh, there's a giant layer explosion deal at the end. So who knows? Yeah, Bond kills. This says twenty one. Oh man. But also keep in mind he was blowing up helicopters. <laughs> Right. Which we didn't know how many two. people were in them. Right. Or at least it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. So 21 kills and he betted two ladies. Uh, three? Two. The lady at the beginning, right? Or did we? I, I, no, oh. no. I, they established that he didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. I was about to say, yeah, he didn't finish. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like they hadn't. I was kind of thinking it for a second, like, yeah, they've been together before the film. Like, oh, no, yeah, he does. Yeah, you're right. He does say it later to Moneypenny. Yep, yep. 
Um, let's wait. Let's before we keep going, let's talk about that submarine for a second. What do you mean? That like, fucking submarine where M and and Moneypenny were just hanging out, like that's their goddamn office. Oh, like where? So where he woke up? Yeah. Okay. Where where, where his sarcophagus was opened? Sure. What what do you want to talk about? We can't not point out how ridiculous it is for them to have full ass offices on a submarine. We can't. We can't not talk about that. Why? Think about it. Why can't he had you? he had like office decor just sitting on a desk, like a submarine doesn't like change depth, and all of that shit would just fall on the floor. Don't captains or admirals or whoever they are in submarines have offices? I'm sure they do, but they don't look like regular offices. They don't look like you walked into a goddamn cubicle. <laughs> I'm I'm just I guess I'm just taken back a little bit that this is this is what's bothering you at all. Like they they called up the set designer and said, "Hey, we need a submarine office for Elm and Money Penny." And they said, <laughs> "Best I can do is change the shape of the doors." <laughs> and they said, "That'll do." You, you know, I sooner have an issue with I guess it's actually the same. I was about to say I have an issue with Money Penny cuz I guess you're right. In an actual submarine, they don't really have desks as far as like maybe big big old station spots like that. Yeah, like the, the desks because are they're just not kind of built into the right. They're yeah, built into the wall just like their monitors and their tech and because that way it's stable, right? It stays right. there and it can't fall over, yada yada. These offices look like they had drywall. <laughs> it, it was magnificent how how much they ignored the premise that they just put on screen. It's magnificent. <laughs> I'll, I'll meet you as far over in that area as I can. And that I did notice, while I didn't notice and think anything about the decor, it's just all fucking bullshit to me, I guess. And it's just that way, and it's fine. I think it's funny that M got up from his desk, walked over to a smaller desk, got out the note that he needed to give to Bond. <laughs> yeah. And then Bond burned it. And all yeah. I think is, like, why did you – if you had the intent to give that to to him – one, why didn't you ask him to get it out himself? Or two, if you're going to hand it to him, why the fuck did you put it over there? Why do you have two desks in this giant office that you definitely don't have room for on a submarine? I mean, I'm, I'm, I get the second little desk, like little table desk. I, I can get that, like just an extra drawer, a little storage, right? I get that. That actually adds up to me. Just, just putting the thing I know I'm going to give you over there. Doesn't make sense. I'm going to put it at the desk where I expect to be sitting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, so to this ridiculous ass set that you're talking about, I'll contrast you real quick before we get to rankings. Uh huh. Ridiculous as it is when you in concept and all that, that volcano layer set. Yeah. As you talked about the monorail and all that set and, and all of these sets that are like it are really dumb to me. Mm hmm. Like, they're so fucking huge. And it's mind-blowing how... Like, I just want to know how long it takes to create those things in the universe. Yeah, yeah. It's just like everything in Star Wars. 
not everything. Like, how long does it take to build a Star Destroyer? Well, that, but I I don't even just mean that. I just mean everything is huge in Star Wars. Yeah. Right? You you go into, like, any of these facilities, they are huge. And maybe that's to accommodate for ships, because everybody ships are their cars and ships are huge. Maybe that's why everything's huge. I never really thought about it in Star Wars. Anyway... Even though I say this and that volcano layer is huge and it's ridiculous to me, that shit's cool. It's real fucking cool. Like in 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 real world talk of it, dude, that's amazing. Somebody built all that shit. Yeah, yeah, and 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 it really it they showed off how actually big that area was when they started sending ninjas down ropes because there was <laughs> legit like thirty five ropes. Yeah. And there, and it, the, yeah, you really see how deep it kind of lo- at least looks or whatever. I don't, you know, I don't know if that's a camera trick or not ultimately, but it looks really good. That yeah. shit looks like half a mile deep or some shit like a football field deep. I don't know. It, yeah. It's crazy, crazy long. But yeah, that that set design and the creation of that set is is awesome. Whoever did that's a baller. I agree. I agree. All right, we've jumped around enough. Let's let's get to it because I want to just because I feel like if we if we're gonna have one more discussion, it should be here. You're not wrong on, on the rankings, and we may not. You might be surprised. I'll, we'll we'll see how this goes. So you you okay. go ahead and take the reins since this is this sounds like one you're gonna you might dig your heels in for. Okay, okay. Uh, I could dig my heels in, and 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 really make this difficult. I don't feel like what I'm going to ask of you is me doing that, mm-hmm. but I could be completely wrong. All right. Let's um, see. Go ahead and read off the, the 18 that we have already. All right. Starting from 18 to 1, we have From Russia With Love, Dr. No, The Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Quantum of Solace, Thunderball, Die Another Day, The World Is Not Enough, Live and Let Die, The Living Daylights, Tomorrow Never Dies, License to Kill, Goldfinger, Casino Royale, Golden Eye, The Man with the Golden Gun, and Skyfall. Okay. Okay. With that said, I know for a fact I can't get this thing above Golden Eye. I'm like I'm not crazy. Probably not. But I don't know that you can get it over Casino Royale. That's what I'm going to shoot for. Above Casino Royale? Above Casino Royale. Cuz ultimately I enjoyed this movie way more than Casino Royale. Are you All right, look, look, I need you to be my friend here, not my co-host, not just a, a person who has his own agenda. I need you to be my friend. Mm-hmm. Are you are you at are you negotiating fifty dollars when all you really want is is forty? Um, like you're gonna start high to make me haggle down, but I'm giving you what you want anyway. Like no, you just no, start high I, to no, get I, me to go. I do low. want it at four. You I want legit want it at four. I'm willing to compromise okay. because that's what we do here. Mm-hmm. But ideally, I'm shooting for four because I feel like I can get it. I right. want it. I, I I want that motherfucker at number three because I 
I'm on record to saying I was not a fan of Goldeneye. All right, but well, I'm, gonna, I'm not the only person on this show. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you a counter offer then. Okay. I'll give you above Goldfinger. Okay. What about that? Above Under- and below Casino Royale. Uh huh. But above Goldfinger. I'm not saying no. I I don't even think you thought that's where I was gonna go. If I'm if I'm being honest. That true true. Um. I'm not saying no, but tell me why Casino Royale is better. I feel like you need to tell me why the living you only live twice is better. I, I feel like we just talked for an hour and <laughs> I made it very clear. <laughs> Casino Royale is not bad. It's just it doesn't stand out like this movie does. Man, and I and I honestly think Casino Royale does. And I'll and I'll come back down off that the way that sound was about to sound. I think Casino Royale does stand out though. It it really helped reinvigorate the franchise. You're you're not wrong. Like it's a it's a good standalone Bond movie and a good pretty decent origin for him. Like pseudo origin, right? Like the way I remember it is that boring one with the cards. Oh my god. Like I guess that is true. If the whole if the whole poker stuff does not is does not sell you, like if you're not even entertained by that concept, you probably can't like Casino Royale enough. Yeah. So so tell me how how did you feel about Rounders? Now Rounders is a fantastic movie. What did you think about Maverick? Maverick is a fantastic movie. So let me talk to you about Casino Royale then. <laughs> You remember when that black guy had his his like straight flush on the table? That uh-huh. man was licking his chops, ready to go, and then Bond or or Lashif busted him with the royal straight flush, and yeah. that man had a moment of sadness he probably never thought he would get in his life. <laughs> like that man's soul was crushed, and so was mine. I I can't have. Italian Biggie Smalls be unhappy. And I feel like he deserves better than number than playing number five to racist Asian movie. You know that, <laughs> as a man of color, I speculate that he wouldn't want that. All right. Okay. All you right. Know, that's what I'm that's my that's my strategy. I'm gonna attack your legs about this. Your you movie is racist. You know what? And I don't have a counter offer. Like you're right. Like, th- like this movie is. This is a movie that you teach in a class about problematic movies. As having recently taken a class where that is part of the subject. Yes, it is. This is. <laughs> I mean, this is in the more progressive, left-leaning ish. But still probably is in like, hey, here's how, what you don't do in films. It's still right. probably there, but there's probably better examples. But this is definitely like the liberal version of it, imagine. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. I Look, I thought I was going to really have to fight to get it up here towards the top. You giving me number five, I can ride with that. I don't want you to feel like you're getting the short end of the stick just in case. Do you? 
So I hear that you're happy with it being at five, and you didn't expect that. But do, do you want to try and make a, another another argument that that it should be above Casino Royale? Yeah, my, my other argument would be what we talked about earlier about how this movie has informed so many like James Bond knockoffs. Mm-hmm. Like Mike Myers made an entire character making fun of Blofeld. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there's an argument can be made that <clears throat> what's his Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget is Blofeld. Oh no, I mean at least the yeah, I'd agree. At least like the cat, the yeah. whole cat heading it and all that shit for sure. Yeah, like. You, you you can see the, the the receipts for this movie for decades, mm. and it's without a doubt, yeah, without a doubt the best Sean Connery one so far. Hmm. Let's see. I'm about to look for something. What what year did Casino Royale come out? I don't know. Oh five. Let's see. 2000. Yeah, it's about 05, 2006. 2006, yeah. Yeah, let's see. I'm looking for something real quick. Oh, shit. I I don't... Uh, do, do, th- do this for me, since I think you know where it is faster. Look at You Only Live Twice counted for inflation. Oh, no. All right. I, I, I see where you're going with this. Mm-hmm. Now, I will also kind of give you that you only live twice. It was a big deal. Like, that's your own Bond mania. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Goldfinger, Thunderball, you only live twice. Them shits was on a high. <laughs> they they really were. Like, Thunderball was the highest grossing um uh, Bond film at the for until Skyfall. Oh wow! Yeah, and I and I mean I assume that's inflation too. I don't know perfectly, but yeah, like it made more than it made like thirty million more than uh, You Only Live Twice. So it under it did not outperform it like they wanted it to. Sixteen six sixteen. Oh shit! Uh oh. Oh shit. If in 1967 I purchased an item for $111 million, which is how much uh, You Only Live Twice made, Mm -hmm. then in 2006 the same item would cost $673 million. Mm, That's interesting. Which is more than what – Casino Royale, Casino made, Royale yeah. made. So, w- but wouldn't we measure them both against 2021? It doesn't matter. It do- okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter as long as you're measuring one against the other. Like we can. Oh, we- I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. So technically, <sighs> technically, like I knew, I knew that was going to be like your trump card. Well, the people have spoken. Well, fucker, the people spoke in 1967. Maybe it was the trump card I was giving you, buddy. 
<laughs> so we doing this? Are we moving it to four? Against my better judgment, and if we had more fans that I think would ravage me in an inappropriate way, yes. I feel like, would, like it's the right move, dude. It's the right move. We already have the man with the golden gun up here. Why do you want to pollute this? But like because this this has the same raw energy that the man with a golden gun has. Uh, They're very much in the same vein. All right. It's just pure entertainment for entertainment's sake. Like all of these other movies have the have the chore of actually having to be good movies too. <laughs> these these two films found a way. To be bad and amazing, and ultimately more watchable than most of this fucking fucking list. Okay. All right, go ahead and read it. Okay, our list. As of right now, well, let me update it real quick. Oh, you know where it's going. Just read it. <laughs> uh, okay, starting from 19. From Russia with Love, Dr. No, The Spy Who Loved Me, Moonraker, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, Quantum of Solace, Thunderball, Die Another Day, The World Is Not Enough, Live and Let Die, The Living Daylights, Tomorrow Never Dies, License to Kill, Goldfinger, Casino Royale at five, You Only Live Twice at four, Goldeneye, The Man with the Golden Gun, and Skyfall. Hmm, that's a list. I'm telling you, man, we just, we've we've made the right decision. I I think we've made the right decision by moving forward. If we ever come to a dispute that we maybe don't feel comfortable making a decision, or we can't make a decision, or we can't agree, this is probably what we do. We judge the movie that we're talking about, cost adjusted by inflation in comparison to the movie you're trying to put it over. It. I, I don't want to. It's a dangerous precedent to to set. Might be a good tiebreaker. But it but it does. It, at least we're able to put it into into like a into another perspective. So I, I don't I don't want to commit to it being a tiebreaker. Like, but I do like the idea of us looking at that. Yeah. And it being I, a factor. I I mean then we we might have to. It may not even come up because I don't think either one of us is going to find. I don't think there's another movie that we're going to watch that either one of us is going to be so that we're both going to staunchly be so entrenched in saying, no, it goes here. No, it goes here. <laughs> I don't think there's a movie left that that's going to happen, man. But I, we I do was, need that metric to have. I, I was surprised at how good it was. I was expecting the rest of the movies for that we were watching to be shit. I'm surprised you found it as entertaining as you did. I'm going to be honest. Not that I thought you were going to think it was dog shit. I didn't know where you were going to land, but I did not think you were going to come out saying, like, did you check your butthole? This is a banger. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm satisfied, Reed. I'm glad you are, Sergio. Your happiness means a lot to me. No. Well, any last words, Sergio? No, sir. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for taking this extended tour with us, going through You Only Live Twice. We greatly appreciate you, and 
letting us have some of your time, and we hope you have a wonderful day. If you get a chance, listen to our main feed, Reality Breached, and listen to Sergio and Jeff Hubbard talk TMNT whenever you get a chance. And, 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 and Clarence Brown and the Discussing Network is also pretty fancy. Brittany Sego streams on a regular basis, and Mr. Alden Kirkland is starting up the Dead Scene Kids. So if you ain't seen them, just go listen to them. I got nothing. I'm sorry. Just look for Dead Scene Kids. They're cool. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Have a good day. Bye. Debriefing and cocktail. You are listening to Keith the Hip, Q Not, and Brick Uprock. Board for adventure. Your traveling companions are fellow fans of Doctor Who. That's right, it's the podcast Discussing Who, exploring the worlds of Doctor Who, past, present, and future. Find out more at discussingwho.com. <laughs>